Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Krista Andrews, the pastor from the Salvation Army Church in Richmond Hill. But a year ago, we were having a similar conversation. I believe we need to talk again. We we will be focusing on this podcast and talking specifically about the Christmas Kettle Campaign. But I do want people to be more aware of the, the presence of Salvation Army in our community. Welcome, Krista. It's wonderful to be chatting with you. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that we found time to have this conversation. Let's start by you telling us a little about yourself and what is your role at the Salvation Army? Sure. So, um, so I've been a, a pastor with the Salvation Army for over 20 years, and uh, that kind of journey has led me all over Canada, but also uh, elsewhere in the world, which is very cool. And I'm super blessed to be in, as a pastor in Richmond Hill. And uh, of course, like we all know, the the, the idea of pastor is a very multi-layered, uh, it, the, the position itself has changed so much in the last little while. So some days, um, sometimes I find myself cleaning. Some days I'm leading kids groups. Some days uh, we're doing social services opportunities and sharing in our community in a specific way. Some days I'm handing out uh, food to people and some days I'm preaching a sermon. So it just depends on which day you find me, uh, huh? what's going on. So, uh, but that's what I do with the Salvation Army here in Richmond Hill. Okay. You are not bored. So that's for sure. No, <laughs> no, no, that's for sure. for sure. Okay. Now the Salvation Army is a church, but it, it I feel it's more than that. Can you talk about the concept of the Salvation Army and why is it called an army? Yeah, for sure. So like the Salvation Army has a fairly significant mission focus, right? And so when we use the word mission, we talk about practical, um, practical needs for the everyday person. And really, it comes from um, our beginnings, which was in London, England. And at the time, William Booth, who's the founder of the Salvation Army, was talking about um, Christianity and talking about Jesus and what he means, but talking about it with people who were starving, people who um, just were barely getting by in life. And that's when, you know, for him, it solidified this soup, soap and salvation kind of thing where, you know what, first we really need to care for people and that's our call. Um, and really humanity, that's our call. And so the Salvation Army connects in very, very well in that space that um, that we want to be serving our neighbor. We want to be loving each other. And in doing that, uh, you know, we care for the basic necessities of life uh, for people in our community. And so that's where well, that's where this idea of um, of helping humanity really has become a huge part of our DNA and a huge part of who we are. So our social arm is balanced with our what I would say our church arm in the midst of it. Okay. Yeah. 
Very well said. And I like that phrase, soup, soap, and salvation. I think I had not heard that before, but that okay. makes a lot of it's sense. It's a very old one. It's a okay. very old one. So yeah. uh, it's a good one, though. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> uh, so you've you've talked about how it started in England you've traveled the world like is it in like how many countries uh, are there Salvation Army churches oh so you're you, look we've just opened in a couple of more I want to say that we're at 134 countries I believe mm -hmm. um but a worldwide Salvation Army so it's it's a worldwide expression and uh you know I've had the opportunity of serving with the army in Australia so my husband and I did a couple of years, four or five years in Australia, but also like in the midst of traveling the world and our ministry in Australia, we got to PNG, we've been to Zimbabwe. So we have seen the Salvation Army at work in so many different places and spaces. And, you know, probably uh, what is incredibly unique about the Salvation Army is we're also in places like Ukraine, you know, the, the places where there's uh, where there's some real significant challenges in in just life being available for people in in a good way you know the army is there in the midst of some of the darkest and some of the most challenging places in our world mm -hmm. so i'm very look i'm very proud um to be part of a worldwide organization that loves humanity across the globe and yeah so it's a unique it's a unique organization in that way yeah very very good woo yeah um okay let's now go back and start talking about local efforts because you know we we live in a good place but we still need to do some work uh so you know what uh, let's talk about this kettle campaign it launches december 1st they do you know, we're recording this podcast december 1st so tell us more about it and when and where are these kettles Okay, so the like the Christmas, the Salvation Army Christmas Kettle Campaign, it's this annual thing. It's actually been, uh, oh, I think it's the the 133rd year or something ridiculous like that. Like it's mm -hmm. been around a very, very long time. And really across Canada, the Christmas Kettle Campaign is our biggest uh, fundraising campaign of the year. So the Salvation Army in and of itself, especially for Richmond Hill, this is our only real big appeal to our community to help us uh, financially to run what's called our community and family services throughout the year. So uh, so that's what that's what the kettle campaign is in essence. It's this uh, yearly thing that happens at Christmas time, knowing that Christmas time people are are generous and are wanting to give. And um, yeah, and so it is the season of of giving uh, in the Salvation Army. And so we've connected that very, very well with Christmas. So in Richmond Hill, we have uh, kettles everywhere from well, you'll see them in most LCBOs. Um, we've got, we're up at High Tech at Loblaws and uh, we've got a couple of Walmart locations in Richmond Hill. Costco, you'll see it in Costco. Um, and we're also at Hillcrest Mall. Hillcrest Mall is uh, one of our biggest and best supporters when it comes to partnership, you know, through the Christmas Kettle Campaign. And so we're actually kicking off our Kettle Campaign at Hillcrest Mall. And really, Marge, at the end of the day, uh, the funds that are raised in the kettles locally stay local. And that's probably the most important thing to say, that um, every bubble, as we bring it in and as we count it uh, with our volunteers and with our people and staff here, 
Um, they're counted, deposited in our local reality, and uh, every fund, every dollar is used in our local space. And that allows us to do everything from provide the basic necessities of food uh, to clothing, winter coats. Um, we run specific programs throughout the year that help support people in our community in a very specific way. Um, also, it helps us send kids to camp. Like, that's huge, right? So our camping program, giving those opportunities to kids to participate in a camping setting, um, you know, the, a, a good portion of it goes to that. And also, you know, our community garden helps us run that. So there's like a huge list of things that we do here in our local community just to support the basic needs of people around us. And uh, so all of the money in the Christmas Candle Campaign goes to those kinds of uh, opportunities. Woo, you do a lot. You're very busy. And I really hope there's lots of support for the uh, Kettle Campaign. I have, I have manned a kettle. You're actually calling it a bubble, which I think is a better word than a <laughs> kettle. Because it looks like a big buck, two foot bubble. But times have changed. And very often, I know for myself, I don't always have cash on hand. So a few years ago, you started doing the tap function. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. So it's called tip tap. Tip tap. Okay. It's great. It's great to have that conversation with people because you'll get people who will walk by and be like, oh, you know, I don't have any cash. I'll have to remember that. And you can say, hey, we just happen to have mm -hmm. something. And so there it's pre-described um, amounts. So five, 10 and 20. And it's just a matter of taking your credit card or debit card and tapping uh, to, depending on which amount you want to give. Right. And mm -hmm. so some people, uh, and I had this happen a few times last year, some people um, like want to give more than the five, the 10 and the 20. And so we just spend a few minutes tapping a few times. Right. And okay. we can get all hundred in. It's no problem. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, the tip taps is it's a great feature. And every one of our kettles uh, in Richmond Hill has that tip tap option. Okay, so very good. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Did it just hap start last year? The, how many years ago did it start? Oh, no, I think it's been happening for three or four now. Three or four years. Okay. I think pretty much every bubble, every kettle has uh, has a tip tap on it. Okay. And like what percentage of the funds received would be with this? Uh, yeah, that, so that is. Great. That actually is a great question. And uh, like to use the feature, I think it takes 1.5%, okay. uh, you know, from the total mm -hmm. amount that's given. Um, but if you kind of think about that, that's like the what we receive then is quite significant, right? So okay. uh, 1.5 of it goes goes to the administration of yeah. the tip tap, and then the rest of it comes to us okay. directly. Any idea of how many, like what percentage of the funds you collect would come yeah. back? So believe it or not, here in Richmond Hill, it's actually not as big as some other places, but about 20% of what came in last year came in through TipTap. Oh, okay. I bet you it's more this year. So it's catching on. People are getting it, right? Yeah, they are. Yes. Okay. So you, you still have these, you can still drop your money in. It sounds like lots of people do that, but there are no bells anymore, correct? <laughs> do you know what, Marge? It depends on your location. Okay. Oh. So there's, so there's some places that are no problem. Uh, LCBOs and these guys, Walmart even, they don't mind it at all. Um, but there's some places where the the noise for the vendors around and stuff gets a little a little irritating. So it's, uh, yeah. So, you know, they're not gone all the way. But okay. we, we have these conversations with, with uh, the people who are allowing us in, you know, if they're okay with it. Yeah. Okay. I like the bells. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. It's part of tradition. I used to go to Hillcrest Mall with my kids and yeah, you'd hear the bells and it triggered a good memory. But also in going to Hillcrest Mall with your kids, it was not a, a real easy, tangible way to have your kids start giving and they could drop the money in. You could talk about the needs of the community. So I, I encourage all parents to take that opportunity to do that. So they could tap or they could just drop in the bill of uh, change. And it was, uh, I think that's quite, yeah, I encourage people to do that. Oh, you, um, you are, do not have an office in on Edward Street as you used to. Uh, you now are sort of in transition. And we uh, just before we came on, I was like trying to d- figure out where are you? And you're now in the uh, Richville Community Center and uh, temporarily. So you're moving around. But you have these locations where y- you do counseling and you store stuff to give out. Um, what else happens in your location, wherever you end up being? Yeah, yeah. So so we've got a great partnership with the Counseling Centre and we're able to provide some of that for, for people. We're giving stuff out all year long. So in regards to, to food and, uh, you know, we, we do vouchers for um, for the thrift store. And so we've got a partnership with the Salvation Army Thrift Store. We don't actually run it, but, um, but we've got this beautiful partnership where we're able to um, help people with vouchers to get clothing. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things that really has become a larger need for us is around the newcomers. So new people who are coming to Canada and that is happening like it's it's massive in our community here. So uh, a lot of what we do is just kind of help them set up um, set up their their homes or their apartments or wherever it is that they are uh, with practical things that they need to, to restart their lives in Canada. And uh, let me tell you some of the stories just even actually this past week um, while we were doing registration for Christmas story after story after story of people who have really uh, like they're heroes, you know, making their way to Canada and it hasn't been an easy journey for them, you know, so, so the most that we can help them feel welcome in our country, you know, we attempt to do that and do that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at least we should be able to give them some pots and pans and dishes and things like that and such. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Practical things. Okay. Um, back to your, the manning the kettles. Uh, sure. That is like, you need people to help you out. Like you have a church, you have congregation, but usually people do it for a couple of hours and that ends up being a lot of a couple of hours and your church is not that big. So um, you, and I've said, I've done it. I've enjoyed doing it. It's just been fun with friends. Just I met people. Uh, I felt good about being there and encouraging people to do it. So you are encouraging people everyone anyone to uh, sign up often as couples I know a couple of those that's what they're going to do for a couple of hours and I think that's quite nice so yeah so can you tell us a little bit more about volunteering to man a kettle absolutely like so it's it's got to be look it's got to be one of the easiest things to do uh mm-hmm. like in regards to volunteering because really all you need to do is to go and stand next to one of our bubbles smile mm. and say thank you as people donate it, mm. it is honestly one of the most um most easiest but rewarding opportunities of volunteering out there and uh, you know you spoke to something that's really important and that's like we do have people in our church family and in our congregation that um that give like our people this year at this time of year are super strapped because we're also doing our annual uh, Christmas toy distribution. 
And that, you know, that divides us because we want to make sure that we're serving our community in regards to the Christmas season and making sure that there is toys underneath the tree for every child um, that connects in with us. And that's a big feat. That's a big adventure. So the more the public can help us out with our Christmas kettle campaign, the more it actually frees up mm. our family to do the practical uh christmas campaign that we have in regards to toys so we're we're dependent upon um upon our public volunteers to help us with our christmas kettle campaign and so we need as many people as possible because we can only put bubbles out or put kettles out um as we have volunteers yeah right okay so you've got i'll put in the podcast notes the link for where to do that and also the phone number if you uh, uh, have a challenge with trying to figure this out the system out sure. but um you can Here's an idea for people march like so um often this time of year um there's there's companies and there's groups of people that want to give back to the community mm-hmm. and one that we're really trying to get out there is this idea of sponsoring a day in the kettle. And so what happens is you kind of get together with your workplace and you say, okay, we're going to cover the kettle for a full day for the Salvation Army at Hillcrest. Everybody takes an hour out. They go and just do their hour and come back and the full day is covered uh, for us. And that makes things really, really easy. If you have a large family, your family can sponsor a day on the kettle where siblings can get together and each take an hour or something along those lines. So um, students, high school students, my goodness, you know, you guys can couple up together, um, have two or three on a kettle at the time. And it's a great, great opportunity, you know, to give back in that way as well. So just a few ideas, not mm-hmm. just like volunteering individually, but you can think broader and bigger than that. Okay. So if you're at Hillcrest, there's no bells, but you can wear a Santa hat. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> or reindeer ears, whatever you like. Okay, so you can have some fun with it as well. So that that is good. Thank you for for saying that. So um, we started talking about this distributing of toys. It's something that you are very good at, and I know people directed to it. But how does it actually work? Like, how do you find the? How are the families in contact with you? How does that work? Oh, the the families find us. It like mm. we have to do any um we don't have to do any leg work uh when it comes to connecting like in that way um i think that just people with christmas and salvation army it's kind of synonymous now that just people understand that there's that opportunity that comes at christmas time mm-hmm. so um yeah and it's a it's a very busy time of the the year for us now a lot of the people that we see at christmas are people who regularly connect with us throughout the year um and so we've got this this relationship with our clients that um that creates that space and so they receive that assistance at christmas but a lot of people use and connect with us at christmas you know for that for the the need of just getting some toys for underneath the christmas tree because it's been a hard year yeah. and really there are a lot of people in our community who are doing it tough. Um, but the flip side of it as well is we see a lot of people who are new to Canada. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the the Christmas season for for people is a new thing to celebrate. And so um, so we're able to kind of talk to them a little bit about, you know, this is this is why this is how we do things in Canada when it comes to the Christmas season. And, you know, we want you to participate and to be part of that reality. And so um, so we also have that that's part of part of what we share. So what type of donations do you need? And how do people get the donations of toys or gift cards or 
what is it that you need? Yeah. Oh, toys, toys from, so we serve kids from zero right through to age uh, 16, 17. Our biggest need probably is teenagers. Everybody forgets the teenagers. Yeah. So um, everybody wants to get toys for little ones, but teenagers is always tough. So if, uh, if your listeners are looking for something specific, like a specific need, teenagers is always, uh, always a need. And so you can do anything from, um, from makeup to hair products to uh, sports things for boys, uh, you know, uh, toiletries for teenagers is a big thing that that we're in need of. So that's just a few ideas and a few examples. Um, and we're here at the community center, 160 Avenue Road, Tuesday to Friday, nine to four. And so toy donations can be dropped off during that time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually, yeah, we're like, we're receiving donations now. So, okay. Very good. That is good to know. Okay. Yeah. Probably important to realize as well that so our distribution to families is happening between the 12th to the 15th. So if anybody is thinking about uh, mm. a practical donation like a toy, the earlier, the better. Uh, I will put that message out loud and clear. Um, we have talked about the Salvation Army thrift store because I think it's, um, I, you know, I, I like the store. It's like well-organized. Well, you know, I've dropped off stuff and went and got treated myself to a few things. What is the relationship between the Salvation Army thrift store located there up in Young and Elgin Mills and you, your organization, your church, what you were doing? Yeah, we've we've got a beautiful connection with uh with the thrift store. And the thing is is that all thrift stores in the Salvation Army, uh when it comes to, you know, their revenue, it all goes back into the local community. And so if you donate to the thrift store and if you shop at the thrift store, we actually see um the results of that, you know, as as they're able to kind of give back to us in order to serve our community. So all funds that are raised, um, you know, through the Salvation Army Thrift Store and revenues comes back into your community directly. And so so they help us with a lot of things, especially when it comes to, um, you know, getting kids to camp and so on and so forth. So we also have this beautiful relationship where if people are in need of some specific things, um, well, we do what's called a voucher system. And so people will come in here and we just assess what it is that they need. And then uh, we send them to the thrift store with a voucher to be able to use uh, to get what they need to get. So it's important to donate to the thrift store. Very important. Um, And it's also uh, important to know that we have that beautiful relationship with, uh, with the thrift store. Yeah. Very good. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. Um, You've alluded to this, that there are a lot of people in need in our community is things changed over time? Like the headlines keep saying things are getting worse and worse. Like how would yeah. you describe how things are? Yeah, it's really quite challenging. So when I when I sit down and I do a lot of um, intake, this is this is what what I mean when you know the pastor role is not the typical role. Um, I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks doing what we would call intake, right? And this is specifically for you know our Christmas toy distribution, um, doing intake, meeting with people you know, hearing their stories and recognizing where they are, the cost of everything is going up, right? And so even the working class people are finding it hard. Like even those that have full-time jobs are finding it super, super tough because the problem is, is that the cost of living is going up. My goodness, when it comes to renting, whoa, in our community, renting is just out to lunch. It is crazy. And so, you know, I'm getting a lot of people who I see and have conversations with who are actually working full time. 
but cannot afford uh, the basics because, you know, rental is so high, groceries are so high, everything is so high. And I think that's just what we need to be cognizant of, right? That we're not talking about people who are not doing their best, you know, to make ends meet. Many of the people who we're serving, they are doing their best to make things, uh, to make things work. But it is hard. It is hard, hard, hard. And so I think it's just the recognition of that, that, um, uh, you know, I think there was a time when uh, you'd be helping people that, you know, don't have jobs and are not able to work in their field. And that still is very much our reality. Like, so just to be honest, that is very much the reality of people. But we're seeing an increase of the working class people that are just not able to make ends meet. And so we just need to be cognizant of that. Right. And that's where the increase of need is coming from, from that. And our look, we know the face of our community is changing significantly. Um, and so newcomers, this, like this is a very, very big thing for us here in Richmond Hill. We are seeing an increase in uh, newcomers to Canada. And so that it's changing the face of our community in a wonderful and beautiful and multicultural way. Um, and so uh, so we're, we're just very mindful of that. And that's our reality. Right. Yeah. We're growing pains for this transition. What, what, so what countries are they coming from? Just curious. Uh, OK. Yeah. So Iran is is huge. Um we get a lot of people who speak Arabic and, and mm -hmm. so that's like Iraq, these places, but also Ukraine. Um, so seeing lots of people from the Ukraine these days. And, um, and I'm just trying to think like Nigeria seems to be a place where we're seeing a lot of folks from as well. And mm -hmm. you know, the list can go on, but, um, but yeah, definitely Iran, uh, many of the Arabic countries and Ukraine seems to be like topping the list. Okay. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for just yeah. curious what's what's happening. And I appreciate uh, having yeah. a little more insight into how our community works. It can be it's easy can, to not see it. And that yeah. is unfortunate. So thank you for, thank for that. And it's for Google Translate. That's all I've got to say. Google Translate is is changing our lives here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we need it. So, OK, very good. Uh, Krista, is there anything else that you wanted to add? We live in the most amazing community, Richmond Hill. I like, so I've only lived here for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I'm originally from Newfoundland and um, Richmond Hill is just the most beautiful place to live. And uh, it's, you know, it's not about uh, the amenities or anything like that. I mean, that's good. Uh, but it's about the generous hearts of the people who live in this community. And we are overwhelmed, honestly, year after year, thing after thing, the community shows up and helps us. Um, backpacks this past year, my goodness, uh, the donations were just exceptional. And we know, uh, like Christmas last year, we were we were just overwhelmed with the donations that came in. So I just want to take a minute and thank our community. It's It's a beautiful place to live. Um, it's it's like living in a small town next to, you know, the biggest city in um, in all of Canada. Um, but we love it here and we love the people we serve, but we love the people who donate and who uh, who love the people around them. And that's really what it is. So thank you. Thank you to Richmond Hill for mm -hmm. all that. they're. Thank you to the city for letting us hang out here at uh at 160 Avenue Road, it's, uh, you know, they're being a super big gift to us uh, in allowing us to be here. And we're just, we're so grateful for the community in which we live in. Yeah, very good. Well, the question I was going to ask, but you've sort of answered it, is name one thing. So okay. I'm asking you, can you restructure your answer okay. to 
What's the one thing you really like about our community? <laughs> the giving hearts. Giving hearts. I like that. So the yeah. giving okay. hearts. Okay. Well, thank you for everything that you do. Uh, this has been it's been delightful, positive to uh, to talk with you. I hope that uh, the Kettle Campaign is a great success and everyone's there and tapping or dropping the money in and uh, you are quite successful and dropping off the gifts uh, to you as well. So thank you again, Krista. I'll let you get back to work and uh, we will hopefully we see you around the community soon. Thank you so much, Marge. It's been a delight. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.